Welcome to Element Pods, where we start the conversation of how God is moving in your life. Hey, it's great to have you back with us. Uh, we are once again here with Stephanie Olson of Set Me Free Project. And uh, Stephanie, I want to talk a little bit of a, about uh, what it was like me growing up, going through programs where people talked about stranger danger. Mm-hmm. And man, that has really changed now. Yes. Uh, because for us to be able to identify unhealthy relationships, uh, we have to look at both. Uh, we've talked about this before, the digital world and uh, interpersonal relationships in person, like whether right. it be teachers, coaches, um, unfortunately, people within a church, like like all these things. And so, uh, what would you say? Uh, what would you say to parents to go? Hey, these are things you can. I look for these uh, keys to possible healthy, unhealthy relationships. How do we identify? Help our kids identify. Absolutely. Those well. The problem with stranger danger that we found out was the people who were predators were not strangers. They were people we know. And so it's it's changed how we're discussing what a trustworthy person is versus a non-trustworthy person. And I'll mm, hit good. on that. But I think that what we need to teach our kids is that it is critical to build those relationships in person, first of all. Um, Relationships should not be started on social media. I'm not talking about online dating. I'm not going to go there. But I'm talking (laughs) about kids and and what they would experience because that's how you know. It takes takes 300 hours of Mm -hmm. face-to-face time to truly build a friendship. That's a that's like a year. That's so, a long time. So what you're saying is you and I may not be friends yet? Not yet. And okay. I know you friend I know you friended me on social media, but I'm not ready to accept you. I'm, so. I'm totally good with that. Totally good. Those are healthy boundaries. Takes healthy one year. Yeah. yeah. So I think what our kids need to know are a couple of things. Uh, a trustworthy person Versus if I were to ask you the characteristics of a trustworthy person, you could list a bunch of things. What our kids are saying are things like, well, they dress nice, they're friendly, they're fun to be around, you know, that's what, and even things like honest, loyal, all of those can be faked. Mm -hmm. But a trustworthy person will never ask you to do something illegal. A trustworthy person will never ask you to do something immoral or that makes you go, oh my gosh, I I don't feel comfortable. That's okay. A trustworthy person will never ask you to tell, uh, keep a secret from a parent or guardian. And a trustworthy person always, always wants the best for you. And we need to get away, unfortunately, from this role is trustworthy. Because we're seeing, we know that there are kids, mom and dad, are not trustworthy people. So we need to teach our kids what a healthy relationship looks like in a um, just a friendship or a relational way in that setting, platonic, but also what a romantic relationship should and shouldn't look like. I love the way that you phrase that and going, you need to look at trustworthy people because it's so true that unfortunately you can't identify the roles. You right. can't go, you can trust your aunt, you can trust your uncle, you can trust your cousin, you can right. trust your grandparent. Like that's, unfortunately we're in a society that that's out the window. Yeah. And I love that. I am absolutely going to use that with my kids. Like even with my 19, 17, 14 year olds going, yeah. uh, 
because you think of all the things that we do as parents, we teach them not to play with matches. We mm -hmm. teach them not to stick things in electrical outlets. Why have we not spent time on teaching our kids how to make friends and how to identify trustworthy humans in our lives? Well, I think it a couple of things. I think sometimes we don't know how to do that, mm. number yeah, one. A that's a huge one. But I think, too, we grew up... Uh, in an era where in order to communicate, you had to pick up the phone and call somebody mm -hmm. and actually have a conversation. And today it's a different world. And so we have, we have lessened the ability to teach our kids how to communicate because we're not even doing it. And so I think that's some of it. We're also not modeling healthy relationships as much as we used to. And our kids are watching more than we than we give credit for. Absolutely. Yeah. They're watching everything yeah. and they're taking notes. And yeah. so we need to be able to in fact, I will tell you probably one of the biggest places I see cyberbullying is on Facebook among Christian adults. Yes. I amen. Yeah. I always say there's nobody there's nobody thirty years old and younger arguing on Facebook. Right. It's all those people's parents. It drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah. It drives me crazy. Yeah. So I yeah. think we need to model those things for yeah. our kids. To say, and, hey, here's yeah. what a troll looks like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See that? Exactly. Avoid but it does, yes. but it does you're so right. It does go back to social media when you're talking about um, if if we as parents or are all uh, just completely uh, like blinders up, sucked into social media, and right. that's our social life. And if we're so unplugged because we're being manipulated by the social media yep. machine, yeah. how are we ever going to pay attention to relationships in our kids' lives if we're not even paying attention to relationships in our own? Yeah, let me tell you a story. I was at the orthodontist uh, office with my daughter, and I was waiting for her and saw a dad and a little girl. She was probably eight years old. And the dad was on the phone the entire time. Mm -hmm. And she was literally dancing around to get his attention. Daddy, daddy. And she was dancing. He did not look up. Yeah. He did not. Re and, and so our kids are fighting for our attention. Yeah. And if they are fighting for our attention, what, what's going to happen? They're going to go find attention from somebody who will give it to them. Yeah. Uh, and there's the, and there's the gateway to those yeah. unhealthy relationships. Right. Absolutely. So to move, move back to this conversation about identifying trustworthy people, I want to look at you, Stephanie, and say, help. I have a 14-year-old daughter, and I think parents can hear the cues of going, uh, like, this is an indicator of trustworthy. How do I, what advice would you give me in how I sit down and mm. actually talk to them without them rolling their eyes? Like, or, or do I just take the eye rolls and I know that they're hearing me and I just need to be mature enough to go, they're going to roll their eyes, but I know they're hearing me. What advice would you give to, because I, I think that conversation intimidates some parents. Absolutely. Because it is intimidating. What I would say first is you have to sit down before you have that conversation with the just lame stuff. So the tell stuff me more like, about that. What so do you mean? for example, you're going to tell me all about your day and the stuff that I'm like, oh my gosh, if I hear one more thing about Minecraft or whatever it is, that's <laughs> Or how great day. your shoes look yes, with your jeans. Yes, exactly. And you need to hear that and be captivated. <laughs> okay. And I think that is the start. One of the mm. best pieces of advice I got 
ever was when your child walks into the room, your eyes should light up. Oh, wow. And I think that is critical. So as a parent, before we sit down to talk about the crappy stuff Mm -hmm. and the stuff that they're going to roll their eyes at because they're going to roll their eyes, you have to be willing to sit down and talk about the stuff that they want to talk about. Got to build the cred. You do. You do. Yeah. And so I think... Yeah, it's a rookie move I'm, to start in, go in, and I'm, just I'm, talk about. I'm the I'm picturing stuff. some some analytical parents going, "Okay, yesterday I sat and I listened to that. So today we're going to talk yeah. about sex and <laughs> identifying." That's my husband. Like, you like, just you nailed it, I mean? right? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> that's because that's probably going to like that's going to take a, probably an incredible amount of time. Like it does. It's it's weird. It's like building a relationship. <laughs> oh, which, which you already alluded to. 300 hours. Yeah. 300 yes, hours. Face-to-face so, time. So, so all you type A's, there's probably an app out there that you can download and you can log your hours. Yeah. So it's that like a habit, habit forming yeah. app. That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It It is really, I think it's, there's nothing harder than being a parent. Mm. And it takes a lot of time. And I will catch myself doing this. I mean, we all do it. I'm no expert at being a mom. And sometimes I just want to shut down and go away from me. But then there are times when my son wants to have a Nerf war and I have to say, let's do it. And I think (laughs) that's just the key to showing kids this is how to have a healthy relationship. Mm. That's You have to model it. So I hear you saying in, in conclusion, to model and show your kiddos what a healthy relationship is, work on your relationship with your kiddos. That's right. Mm. Work on your relationship with your kiddos, work on your relationship with your spouse, and work on your relationship with God. Yeah. And we'll have to just devote three more podcasts to that sometime down the road. All right. Thanks. And I'll call in and you can test it. Yeah, we'll test it. (laughs) Steph, you're a rock star. Thank you. Thanks, Steph. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Element Pods. Make sure you subscribe to this feed for future conversations about God at work in your life. 